Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Nobody pray for me. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds with Joe Franklin and Wes Moore on 1037 The Buzz. Number two, glad you're now three. Hour number three, glad you're with us. Yeah, had to look up the clock. It's three oh six. More Super Bowl talk coming up. Got some basketball tonight. No Razorback midweek game, but we have uh, Little Rock Trojans at the Jack Stevens Center. Men and women playing tonight. So if you want to get out, go watch the Trojans play Tennessee Martin. And then the UAPB Gold Lions will be back home for a couple of games. Saturday, Monday, a big one coming up against Jackson State. And we're going to talk about the women right now. Don Thornton, the head coach of the UAPB women, joins us now. Last night, they picked up another victory, a road victory. Just rolled last night. Coach, welcome in. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Thank you for having me. That, that had to be fun last night. You know, you didn't have to, uh, you know, sweat it out. I thought it was a lot of sweat left on the floor. <laughs> I thought it was definitely a lot. What's been the key to this uh, this team in the in the seven and two start in the SWAC? Well, um, I think the biggest thing is we hang our hats um, on defense. We want to to be able to dictate and disrupt a little bit um, our opponents. And, and I think last night, I think we forced maybe like thirty turnovers or something like that. But um, it's just been great just watching them grow and, and really buy into our system defensively. Coach, you're getting not only getting wins, but you're getting dominant wins. And uh, you mentioned the defense there, but you have to be shooting the ball well to to be able to get some of the wins the way you're racking them up. Right. I mean, you're you're absolutely correct. When we recruited this group um, two years ago, we wanted to – put together a group of winners, um, kids that we knew that could fill it up, um, that just didn't get opportunities. Maybe they just didn't flow into the offense uh, or to the programs uh, at their previous schools. But um, being able to score the ball, uh, volume scores is what we recruited in everybody that that we brought in that, that year. Zay Green had another huge game last night, does a little bit of everything for y'all. What she meant to this team? Um, you know, Zay is the engine. Uh, she in, in conference, uh, she's she's a mismatch, a headache for a lot of teams playing. You know, on the perimeter, being able to attack the basket as athletic as she is. Um, you know, it's just uh, having her is, is just different. Like loving to see her evolve as a leader now. You know, she's showing more leadership qualities, and and the team kind of feeds off of her energy and and what she brings to the table. So. Um, it's been a pleasure to have her in a program for these last three three years and, and her playing her second season here, and I'm sure she's making the community, the Pine Bluff community, very proud. Coach, how would you describe the style of play? Um, you know, we're we're up-tempo, and uh, we'd like to push the ball and, 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 and get out and play and have a good time. Um, you know, uh, we, we like to be creative sometimes, too much <laughs> at times, I think, but... Um, I do understand that that that's the dynamics of what we have, and and I let them play through it. They understand our system and and what's expected of um, you know of them offensively. We're talking with UAPB's women's basketball coach Don Thornton. You can find her on Twitter at Diva Coach UAPB. Coach, tell me about being the Diva Coach. You know, um, you know that goes along with with, with a lot of trials and tribulations. That, that followed me in my journey. Um, you know, one thing that, you know, short short story is, you know, I was bullied in, in, in middle school and um, and I was very self-conscious of myself and I put myself in a box and, and really, you know, was going through some, some forms of depression. And uh, a great coach, Coach Van Chancellor, uh, took the time to meet with me in my first year when I first started coaching. Um, and, you know, 
10 years out of, outside of like graduating from high school and being in that space in that moment with him and him uh, helping me to embrace who I am as a person, who I am as a woman. Um, and, you know, he made mention about his assistant coach, Joni Taylor, who's now the head women's basketball coach at Texas A&M when they were at LSU together. Um, he would say that when, when Joni walks into a living room, into a home, he wants those young ladies to see a role model, see a mother figure, a sister figure, you know, someone that they could look up to um, and, and really lean and depend on. And I knew that if this was something that I wanted to do, coaching college basketball, as important as it is to me in my life, um, I wanted to be able to have that same impact. And in order to do that, I can't tell kids about being confident about who they are being unapologetic about who they are if I'm not going to walk in that same light. So I've just embraced it, and uh, it's been it's been, it's been been kind of fun. Coach, you had quite the road stretch in the last four games. How did you get the team prepared going into that stretch where you played four straight games on the road? Well, you know, the other thing that we talked about is um, with the dynamics of this program is winners. Um, every kid that we brought in, majority of them for sure, all came from winning programs. So they understand the the you know how brutal it may be with you being on the road. They understand um, the significance of taking care of business every single night. Um, and when you don't take care of business, you just flat out get your butt kicked. Um, and so I think we we had some humbling losses um, earlier in this conference season, and and now we're gelling. And and as I told them last night, it's February, so we should be playing our best basketball right now. And I think that we we have accepted that. You got a uh, big game coming up Monday against Jackson State, who's in first place at nine and zero. But first, you got Alcorn State. Is that where uh, hopefully that humbling experiences will pay off, and uh, there won't be any overlooking Alcorn State? No, you know, actually, it's, it's funny. My assistants were saying to me um, yesterday, like, Coach, are we going to work a look at Jackson a little bit this week too? And so I said, absolutely not. Um, I think that it helps keep our kids focused. Um, if you understand that it takes one game at a time because in the tournament, when you get ready to play in, in our conference tournament and you have to play on a, on a Wednesday or a Thursday and a Friday, you only have a one-day prep to turn around, even if that, like a one-night sleep to prep for the next team. So we really have to train our minds and condition our minds to do the things that, that we know that we're going to have to do to win, and that's taking it one game at a time and never looking at your next opponent, never overlooking your next opponent. With the success you've had and what you built there at UAPB, then uh, the crowds, they show up because they, they see that you have a uh, winning program and you, you have a good product on the floor. What's that been like for the team to thrive off some of those crowds that are showing up to see them play? It's been beautiful. Um, I just think the way that women's sports right now in general um, is growing as a whole. Um, you know, when you're at an HBCU, the community embrace you, the city embrace you, the university embraces you. And, you know, people love winners. People love positivity and things that are always going well. And, you know, you, you, you want to have more fan support when you're not winning, but when you're winning, you definitely want to keep the crowd coming. And we're winning right now. Um, and as humbling as, as every opportunity to play is for me as a head coach, and my preparation and making sure that the team is, is together, um, it feels good to know that you have fan support that's showing up at tip-off to be there um, so they can be excited about celebrating these young women. We're talking with Don Thornton, UAPB's women's basketball coach. They'll host Alcorn State Saturday uh, there in Pine Bluff, and then the big one Monday night also uh, against Jackson State. Coach... Was the Arkansas game, that so far the highlight of the year? Is that the the victory over the Razorbacks? Is that what you'll remember about this season so far? Hopefully there's bigger things to come, but is that the highlight? Well, you know, to be honest with you, uh, for the university, that, that, um, that win may have been great for the university, for the school, for the, for the community. Um, right now, I think in my career, my personal highlight is being where I am right now today on the phone with you. Um, and that's another opportunity to coach, another opportunity to pour into these young women. But, you know, I've never been 500 in my career. Um, I'm sure that, you know, that's a whole nother story. But 
you know, having a, you have to play all of these money games and, and play all these mm-hmm. power five schools in your preseason. And, and that's tough for a lot of schools to have an opportunity to do um, at our schools. So for us to really be able to, to be at 500 right now in February is a blessing, and I thank God for it every day. Uh, y'all are 12 and 10. Coach, you're not 500. You're above 500. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, you know, I, I stopped looking when I got in five, so you know, I, I try not to focus on it. But again, it's bit that's a blessing. What what is it uh, about this Alcorn State team? You got to be prepared for. You know, um, Alcorn is a team who who run a, a very great. They're 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 led by a great coach. You know, um, they do what they do very well. Um, they they play extremely hard and very very very. Um, relentless in, in not giving up. You know, they have great post play. I think they have a preseason, first, first team, second team all conference preseason player. She may be first team. I'm really not sure about that, but a well deserved preseason all conference player on their staff, on their team. And, and she's been playing really well for them. So, you know, I, I think that it's, it, it can be a very, very, very competitive game. Um, if we, if we don't get in the flow of what we need to do, but, you know, if we can stay disciplined and do the things that we need to do. Um, you know, I think it'll be exciting, uh, exciting to watch. Are you guys healthy? Are your ladies healthy? Yes, as of, as of right now, we've been without Tia Morgan. Uh, um, over these last two games, she got a concussion versus Grambling, but you know she will be uh, returning back with us also. So the bulk of who we've had, you know, online we have seventeen players, um, but who we've had since, you know, really since since. Um, December is is our team and, and the makeup of what we got and and everybody is is good to go. Good deal. Well, stay healthy, keep winning, and we'll talk to you again. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You bet. Best of luck, Don Thornton, with us talking a little UAPB basketball. Get on down to Pine Bluff this weekend too. I, you know, and Joe, that's one of the things when we first did the show. I was telling everybody what I you know like to do, what I like to talk about. I like to talk about local teams that are doing well and. You know, UAPB may not grab a lot of hot headlines. Like, I had to search through uh, the Democrat Gazette this morning to find the box score. And we ran highlights last night on TV, but um, they deserve some love. They're 7-2, and two, second place. In, and she deserves some love for rebuilding this program because for years they weren't very good. And now they're right there in the conversation to win a title. 7-2. and two, And think about the last four games. They're on a four-game winning streak. So that got them... From just above 500, like she was talking about, three and two yeah. to now seven and two. That's cool. But think about how difficult that is. All four games were on the road. They have a four-game win streak, mm-hmm. and all four games were on the road. Yeah, they'll come home for a couple, then hit the road for a couple, then home for three, and then hit the road for the last two of the game, of the regular season. It kind of balances out. Yeah. Now that's that's a little unusual to have four games in a row. They're all on the road. I was reading. Uh, it was the pre- last night's game was a makeup game because of snow. Remember the snowstorm? They couldn't get out. Okay, and all so right. it wasn't so, supposed to be a, a four-game road. Change the schedule there a bit. On the Southern Structural Solutions text line, Jr. says, "Please, God, get the correct pronunciation of the new shortstop down and help Rand- Randy Rainwater study it for about thirty minutes." You know, Joe, I thought about this when we were talking with Coach Z. We need to go back to the Van Horn interview, pull out the clip, edit the clip of him teaching us how to say it, and stick it on the button bar. So that, because it's going to come up, look, this dude is going to be the starting shortstop. He's going to be a, a big player. We need to have it on the button bar. And with what we're expecting, the type of player that he's going to be, he's going to say his name numerous times. Yes. He, Coach Van Horn will. And we're going to, by the end of the year, We'll have it down. It'll just roll off the tip of our tongue. But right now, while we're still learning it, if we need a little assistance, we can go to the button bar and play Dave Van Horn. Absolutely. I think that would be a probably smart, and it would also be kind of funny. The No, I'm not going to do that. JK. JK in Fairfield Bay. Brock Purdy won't be believed until he wins it all. And, and may not be believed then. Now nah, he should be. But there, there are a number of quarterbacks that if they go on to win, then people still try to downgrade them to say, well, this is the worst quarterback to ever win a Super Bowl. Hasselbeck? Ha- 
Hasselbeck, uh, he didn't win, but um, it got him there. Yeah, yeah. Um, probably the uh, what? Falco with the Ravens. Flacco. He, Flacco. Yeah. He he may be one of them that's mentioned, but Brad Johnson is probably the one that comes to mind right away. And then Trent Dilfer. Mm. Trent Dilfer played for the Ravens yep. just like Flacco, so yep. they probably would say Trent Dilfer. You know, one of the things when uh, who was it that called in that was talking about that? Um, Jake. When Jake called in, he said, you know, he's Mr. Irrelevant. Well, you're the one taking up for him. The first thing I would do is quit calling him Mr. Irrelevant. You're just you're just building on his reputation. You drop the Mr. Irrelevant and just start thinking of him as the starting quarterback of a team that's playing in the Super Bowl and that was in the <laughs> NFC Championship game. If you want to help his reputation, quit calling him Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah, Brock Purdy was asked about that last night. He said that doesn't bother him, that that's attached to him whenever they're talking about him. He said that's just a part of his his overall legacy, if you want to, because that's where he was drafted, and that's what it's called. Now, R.J., R.J. Hawk, talking about worst quarterbacks to ever win a Super Bowl, of course, R.J. would say this. He says Terry Bradshaw. Oh, no. <laughs> Bradshaw when, when he won four, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, he's won four as a starting quarterback, but but he, he's a good example of great defense, surrounded by a lot of talent. Franco Harris, Lynn Swan, Stallworth. Did they? Who was their tight? Did they have a great tight end? Uh, not not great. Okay, no. but surrounded by talent and a great defense. Sounds yeah. kind of like the Forty ers right? But Bradshaw was more than a bus driver. He had to make those throws. Yeah, and and he ran the ball. Quarterbacks in the seventies, they played a lot like quarterbacks do today, mm-hmm. except they didn't throw the ball as much. But they ran quite a bit. Did Purdy surprise you in the NFC Championship game with the way he ran around and got those first downs and made some plays with his feet? Uh, no, no, he he didn't. But that wasn't when we talk about Brock Purdy. We don't necessarily think about that. But no. all the quarterbacks that are playing now, that's how they play the game. And R.J. says, no, he's not the worst. Talking about Bradshaw, he says he's just overlooked. Overlooked? That's what he says. A Hall of Famer's overlooked? <laughs> A Hall of Famer that won four Super well, Bowls? Well, and now he's on Fox every Well, week? to R.J.'s point, whenever they talk about the best quarterbacks that have ever played and the ones that are the most accomplished, Bradshaw's name never comes up. This one from the 501 says Eli Manning. He's one. As far as worse? Worst quarterback to win the Super Bowl. No. But he didn't win one. He won two. Exactly. Yeah. People that come up in the worst conversation, they, they couldn't have won multiple. Mm-mm. Terry Bradshaw claims to have called his own place, too. He that's, did. That's from the 501. Quarterbacks in the 70s, that's the yeah. way they played. Another one from the 501. 49ers and Brad Johnson don't go in the same sentence. 49ers and Brad Johnson. Don't. No, you're right. They don't. One more. Yeah, Brad Johnson played for the Buccaneers. A uh, recent article said those closest to Andy Reid do not see him retiring anytime soon. The same thing was said about Nick Saban recently, and he retired. We'll see what happens. Travis Kelsey was asked about that last night uh, from Jeremiah Fennell, who happens to be an 11-year-old. He went around interviewing a lot of the players and some of the coaches last night. And Travis Kelsey, he gave the answer, you know, standard answer. He said he's not thinking about that right now, just thinking about the next game that's ahead of them. But there have been some rumors out there about Travis Kelsey yeah. possibly stepping away, and so he was asked about it. Well, that was that he and his brother want to go in the Pro Football Hall of Fame at the same time. They always thought that would be cool to go in at the same time. And, and also, Travis Kelsey did say that Jason hasn't said anything officially yet. Mm. So he kind of left that door open. The possibility of his return. Let's go to Matt in North Little Rock. Matt hung up, so we'll take a break. We'll take some phone calls when we come back. we got a lot to hit on with the Super Bowl right around the corner. We made it to a Tuesday, so five days away. We can also talk a little Razorback basketball if you want to. We'll take your calls. We'll also hit on the Southern Structural Solutions text line. When we come back, stick around. This is Out of Bounds.
Slim Chickens of Central Arkansas presents Rolling with Nolan on Drive Time Sports with Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer every Thursday at 6 on 103.7 The Buzz. This is SportsCenter. Arkansas baseball is in the middle of scrimmage season. Yesterday, Team White beat Team Cardinal 10-7. Some of the standout batters were Peyton Holt, who was 2-for-2 with four RBIs, and Sacramento State transfer Wahiwa Aloy, who was 2-for-3 with three RBIs. Arkansas baseball's opening day was February 16th when they host James Madison for a four-game series. In Arkansas basketball news, Devo Davis will be returning to the team. Devo and I met yesterday. Uh, We had a great conversation in my office, followed it up with him and I lifting weights together. Uh, and then and then he went into the gym on his own and got shots up. Um, he is back with the team. He practiced today. And uh, we're excited to have him back. I think he's excited to be back with us. That came from Eric Musselman Live, which airs on the Buzz each Monday at 7. Arkansas's next game will be on Saturday when they host Georgia. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Hey guys, it's Dee Dee from Ava Bella Day Spa, and Valentine's Day is here. We have specials ranging from $60 to $200. How about the Love Bug Special? A 60-minute healing stone massage with a chocolate espresso treatment, $150. Find all of our specials at avabelladayspa.com. Print your gift certificate from home or send it to the recipient. It's as easy as that. Thanks and happy Valentine's Day. Oakwan Racing Casino Resort presents Oakwan Race Day with Justin Akery and David Longinotti every Saturday morning at 11. Oakwan Race Day is your inside track to America's hottest thoroughbred action and Arkansas' source for racing news and analysis. Oakwan Race Day presented by Oakwan, Arkansas' only racing casino resort. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies, Arkansas. It's time for the big game, Sunday, February the 11th, with kickoff at 6.30 p.m. Sunday Funday drink special start at 11 a.m. Best pub grub in the city, all-new Smashburger lineup, over 10 different wing sauces, and the fan favorite, skillet dips and nachos. Come watch on the legendary Brewskitron, plenty of TVs. Brewskies is where you want to be. Brewskies, you're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. Now with two locations, downtown Little Rock and Lakewood Village, North Little Rock. Brewskies, pubandgrub.com. Hit us up online. After years of discomfort, it's like I'm alive again. Sonia Hackett talks about how QC Kinetics changed her life. QC Kinetics has given me my quality of life back. Before QC Kinetics, Sonia suffered from horrible knee and back pain, stemming from a car accident. I was wearing knee braces just to try to maneuver around. Sonia hated the idea of pain meds and surgery seemed too risky. So she turned to the local medical professionals at QC Kinetics, the leaders in advanced regenerative medicine. That consultation just changed my life. I can do the treadmill, everything. I don't have anything holding me back. The quality of life is pain-free. QC Kinetics has made us very happy. Call QC Kinetics for your free consultation today. I'm going to get emotional again. (laughs) They are like family members to me. They care. Call QC Kinetics now. Call QC Kinetics, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. Pickup truck, sports car, motorcycle, minivan, townhouse, two-story, farmhouse, fixer-upper. What you drive and where you live is different for everyone, so it's important to have insurance that fits your needs and is just right for you. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that, which is why our agents help you design a comprehensive auto, home, and life insurance plan. Insurance that fits just right. See Shelter Agent Christy Pettit in Maumel, Matt Cooper in Russellville, or Madison Buse in England. Serious injuries happen every day. If it happens to you, don't wait. Dial 8. Dial 8 for Rainwater Holton Sexton. 888-8888. We can meet you online, at your house, or wherever is easiest for you. Dial 8. 888-8888 for Rainwater Holton Sexton. Anywhere in the state, dial 8. We've got you covered, Arkansas. Anywhere in the state, dial 8. Rainwater Holton Sexton. 888-8888. Responsible attorneys Michael Rainwater and Bob Sexton. Make it the event that everyone wants to attend by getting your meat for tailgates, parties, or just family get-togethers at Hogs Meat Market. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Wait a minute, this love started off so tender, so sweet. But now she got me smoking out the window. Mm. Right of bounds. 
And you can join us. Open segment here, 661-1037. Jump in here. Let's talk a little Super Bowl. Christian McCaffrey was asked last night about playing with his brother. His brother's a nice little receiver. I watched the bowl game Rice in Texas State, I believe it was. My Bobcats. <laughs> My Bobcats. McCaffrey was good. I mean, he was like their go-to receiver. He was making plays for them. Oh, he was amazing. He only played receiver this past season. He, he was a quarterback before that. Here's Christian McCaffrey on playing with his brother. I mean, being the youngest of four, um, there's no one who has a bigger chip on his shoulder than him. And uh, what would be really cool is if we got to play together one day because, um, you know, he's been playing receiver for just a year. He's, you know, first-team all-conference, um, you know, had all these accolades, only playing one year. So I, I, I just can't wait to see what he does at the next level, and I really hope I get to play with him one day. Yeah, if I'm the 49ers, I keep McCaffrey ha- happy. I, I draft his brother, sixth, seventh round, bring him to camp. You can always put him on that practice squad if he's not good enough. Try to develop him. His his stock may have gone up, though. He he may not be such a late-round pick because of the fact that he is a McCaffrey, first yeah. of all. And then if he goes to combine and, and, and test well, then that's yeah. going to make his stock go up a bit. So there will be other teams that will be willing to take a chance on him. May have to take a flyer a little sooner then. <laughs> yeah, they would have to. Um, he he was good. He, I enjoyed uh, that game. I, I was I was impressed by him. We uh, I think we touched on the news briefly the other day about the Commanders hire of Cliff Kingsbury. We thought he was going to where was he? the Raiders? The Raiders was the rumor. Yeah. And did he turn them down? Did he actually come out and say he turned the Raiders down? There was a breakdown in contract negotiations, so he must have asked for more money than they were willing to pay. And that's when he, he backed out. Okay, so this story has several layers. We'll start, though, with Stephen A. Smith on Cliff Kingsbury. This man is more known for his relationships with quarterbacks and that fly-ass crib he had during the NFL draft when COVID was going on and we saw where he was. He's more known for that than he is for winning football games. That is a fact. There's, it cannot be disputed. Okay, and so when I look at it from that perspective and we talk about things and I'm going to go here, doggy. We talk about diversity and we certainly saw black coaches getting hired and all ingratiated yourself with a kid and his family and you the right guy for the job. That works out for you with one playoff appearance in four years. So we're going to hire you because so we got the number one overall pick. We Arizona. So we're going to hire you because you ingratiated yourself with a kid and his family and you the right guy for the job. That works out for you with one playoff appearance in four years, okay, and one winning one season and winning record. Now we fast forward years later. Now you're the offensive coordinator. Why you get that job? Because they got the number two overall pick and Caleb Williams is talking about, that's my dog, a puppy. Ain't thrown a damn pass in the National Football League yet. Okay, wet, wet, great, incredible talent, but breath smelling like Similac, wet behind the ears, ain't throw a damn pass in the NFL, but he vouching. Oh, that's my dog. That's my dog right there. And you get the offensive coordinator's job. It doesn't seem to me like there are bona fide football reasons as to why Cliff Kingsbury is the new offensive coordinator for the Washington Commanders. You couldn't produce but so much in college. You damn sure didn't do it in the pros, but somehow, some way, job opportunities come your way. As the great Don King once said, only in America, baby. I didn't agree with a lot of that. Um, first of all, when I think Cliff Kingsbury, that, I don't think of his crib or other things. I think of the success he had at Oklahoma and the quarterbacks that he went through at Oklahoma. I, I think, He's a good offensive mind. I do. I do think he is a good offensive mind. I, it didn't work at Arizona, obviously, or he'd still be there. There are other portions to that story in Arizona. It's not just as simple as the head coach failing or the quarterback failing. Um, but I think it's a good hire by the command. If I was a Commanders fan, Cowboys fan, if the Cowboys hired him, I'd be okay. He's a good offensive mind. Throw in the bonus that you're the commanders and you need a quarterback. I'm not sold on Sam Howell, and I don't think they are either. And the top quarterback in the NFL may want to use this as leverage against the Chicago Bears. 
and end up going to you, or it helps you decide to make a trade with the Bears and take that number one pick and get potentially the top quarterback in the uh, draft, I think it's a win-win situation. How about it's a cycle because Cliff Kingsbury has been here before. With the Cardinals, they had the number one overall pick, Mm -hmm. and they were slated to take another quarterback. But then when Kyler Murray said that he wasn't going to play baseball and he was going to play football, that changed everything for the Cardinals to draft Kyler Murray. Who was the quarterback? Can't remember. I can't was either. it was? Can't remember exactly who it was, but it, it changed in the fact that now Kyler Murray says he wants to play football, and Cliff Kingsbury with the connection there. That's why that that's when they made the draft of Kyler Murray instead of the other quarterback that was out there. Well, the Bears hold all the cards. They they do, and something that was interesting also that Stephen A. Smith touched on there is he said something about, you know, not football minds there, and Ben Johnson, who was the offensive coordinator for the Lions, he turned down the commander's job, and that, that was what he cited. He said these aren't football guys. They're more basketball guys. I think he was referring to Magic Johnson. They're more basketball guys, but he said these are guys that are outside the realm of football, and they're making football decisions. So that's why he didn't feel comfortable taking the job, and he felt like he needed to turn it down. Well, with Dan Quinn as your head coach, you got to feel good about your defense. And look, Dan Quinn's been there, taking a team, failed in the Super Bowl, came oh so close, and now you got a good offensive mind. you got the number two pick in the draft, I think it's a very good situation for the Commanders. But like I said, the Bears hold all the cards. And on a lot of them, with all the draft picks, they got a quarterback, they may trade, or they may keep him, draft some weapons to go around him, go with defense. There's a lot of decisions to be made for the Chicago Bears. George Kittle, why was George Kittle even asked about this? This Is is this just your, your typical media night where everything's thrown at you? Super Bowl opening night, yeah. Any and everything is on the table. So George Kittle was asked about Justin Fields and the Bears. Wow, this is putting me on the spot. All of Chicago listen to this one. You know, um, let's see. Um, I think what the Bears should do is, personally, I think they should trade back as many picks as they can and build around a guy that they've been trying to build around. Give the guy some actual options. I mean, he has options, but just help him out as much as you possibly can. But build him up as big as you can and trust the kid. What are your thoughts on Justin Fields? Justin Fields is a good quarterback. Now, he has been injured at times, and that's kept him off the field. But this goes back to uh, the whole deal about having an offensive coordinator, somebody who is is a good play caller versus one that is not putting you in the best position to win. And that's what the Bears were faced with, with Luke Getze as their offensive coordinator. Now, they've made a change there, and so you would – see that the next offensive coordinator, maybe they're able to bring out the best in whoever the quarterback is, whether it's Justin Fields or they decide to draft one here. But it was more on the OC than Justin Fields as a player. When I watch the Bears, one of the things that – and look, I didn't watch 17 games of the Bears, and I pity those that had to do that. I know someone who did. I I didn't like his accuracy. There were too many throws – that NFL quarterbacks have to make that he wasn't able to make. I love his athleticism and his way to extend plays, but that's part of the reasons and injuries will happen when you're running around a lot. But some of the, and I call them simple throws, he couldn't complete those. Those are drive killers. When it's third and seven and you got to throw that eight-yard route and pick up the first down and you can't complete that pass, that's a problem. That's a, that's a problem in the NFL. He's- Can it be fixed? That's the question the Bears have to answer. He's still developing. Like, think about a younger Lamar Jackson who wasn't making those throws. But now Lamar Jackson is making them. And even if we look at the situation like what Alabama was dealing with, you're talking about a young quarterback who's a starter now, and we know that he can make the deep throws. He has a big arm. He can make the deep throws. He can take off and beat you with his legs. But it's about the intermediate throws. And... For young quarterbacks, those are the throws that they have to grow into. And so Justin Fields, that's what he was he's being faced with now, like Lamar Jackson was at one time. He's got one quality wide receiver. I mean, top, 
I put him in the echelon, you know, as, as a number one wide receiver. Running back, okay. Got to improve the offensive line. And they could go a long way. The defense is good, but they could add some more pieces to make it great. And that would help the quarterback. Take some of the pressure off the offense to where you don't have to go win the game. If, if the Bears trade Justin Fields, it's not that they don't have a belief in him. It's more of a business decision in a sense that they can reset their quarterback market because Justin Fields is lined up where next year you're going to have to pay him where, with that fifth-year option. If you draft a quarterback, then that resets it where you don't have to do that for a few years. But it also resets it in a sense where you've gotten to this point with Justin Fields. Now you're taking a step back or a couple of steps back with a new quarterback to get him to where Justin Fields is right. before you can think about really winning at a high rate. Starting all over in the development of the quarterback. They have to decide if there's a quarterback out there that's already close to where he is, Justin Fields is, right now. And if they feel like there's somebody out there, then it does make sense. Go ahead and trade him, get some value. Uh, they got two number one picks. It's going to be about getting more weapons around whatever quarterback mm-hmm. they have there, though. More receivers. Gosh, and this draft is loaded with receivers. They have been over the past few years. Like, receivers are... They're probably one of the top drafted mm-hmm. positions. Mm-hmm. No, there, there, there been some. I mean, that's how the Cowboys got C.D. Lamb because you, you that can draft find, was deep, and then he fell to the Cowboys. You can find receivers later in the draft. Also, it doesn't have to be about first and second rounders. You can find quality receivers late in the draft. Lions got a pretty good one in uh, uh, St. Brown. That yeah, fourth round was that right? I think he was a second, second round pick, maybe. But we're talking third, fourth, fifth round. You can find quality receivers there because there are so many of them. Weapons and having those draft chips to throw in there, and that's one of the good things about the Bears. They've got plenty of draft picks this year. It's a good discussion. Um, I I can't wait to see what they do and then what the commanders do and if the commanders want to flip-flop and get that number one pick, how much it would cost them. Yeah, the Bears would pick up so much stock just by trading back one slot. We'll wrap it up when we come back. Got Drive Time Sports coming up next. We'll take a call if we need to. 661-1037. Super Bowl. Razorbacks. It's kind of... I kind of need that bye week, too. Honestly, for the uh, Guatney Chevrolet, Guatney Buick GMC postgame show. Kind of glad we don't have a game tonight or tomorrow night. <laughs> Gets old talking about losses, Joe. Night after night after night. Yeah, sometimes you need a break. Yeah, it'll be a good break for... Josh and me. We'll wrap it up when we come back. Stick around. This is Out of Bounds. Is your Oaklawn thoroughbred racing action so close you can feel it? Or is it the view from your trackside luxury suite? However you like it, racing season is off and running at Oaklawn with live races every weekend through May 4th. It's fun by the furlong all season long. Make your reservations today at oaklawn.com. What's your Oaklawn? Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Court TV's Chanley Painter checks in with Morning Mayhem, courtesy of the Gangster Museum of America and the Hattery of Hot Springs. The former Miss Arkansas will fill us in on the latest high-profile cases. Don't miss Chanley Painter with Morning Mayhem on 103.7 The Buzz. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's corporate cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com sports. Ramp.com sports. 
ramp.com slash sports. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? I think my battery's dead. With free battery testing and charging, we can help you get back on the road. So what if I need a new one? No problem. We have the right battery for your car, starting at only $89.99. And what about my old battery? We can recycle it right here at America's number one battery destination. Restrictions apply. What's that sound? That's the sound of Downy Unstoppable scent beads going into your washing machine and giving your clothes freshness that lasts all day long. There it is again. It's like music to your ears, or more like music to your nose. That freshness is irresistible. Let's get a Downy Unstoppable bottle shake. And now a sniff solo. Nice. Get six times longer lasting freshness plus odor protection with Downy Unstoppable's in-wash scent beads. Bubba Carpenter joins Justin Acri and DJ Williams in the zone every week this baseball season. Presented by Johnson's Home Center in Benton. Johnson's Home Center. If they don't have it, you probably don't need it. If you're looking to update your home decor, then go see our friends at Coffin by Design West. At Coffin by Design West, they have design specialists on staff that can help you with your decisions on any updates to your home. They have over 7,000 square feet of beautiful new home decor pieces such as sofas, dining tables, design throw pillows, lighting, and chairs that arrive daily. For those of you who like the aromatique candles, you can find those and also gift cards located at West Pass, Taylor Loop, 14900 Kentrell Road, or go to the web at coffinlumber.com. I am an athlete. I am an educator. I'm an EMT. A neurologist. A veteran. A business owner. I'm a mom. We, we are, are survivors. survivors. Cardiovascular disease is the number one killer of women and doesn't discriminate. It can affect any woman at any age or stage. Yet many women don't know it's our greatest health threat. Encourage three women you love to learn more about their risk factors and how they can take charge of their health today. Get only the best customer service and the best selection of meats at Hogs Meat Market, where they have sliced boar's head deli meats and cheeses. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Fires one up, off the mark, and Kansas State knocks off Kansas in Manhattan for the second straight year. Fun basketball last night. Big Monday, 75-70 Kansas State. Knocks off number four Kansas. Kansas State in overtime. They're tough. Don't, yeah, bet, don't yeah, bet against them. Well, yeah. Uh, Jerome Tang, head coach. Yeah. 11-0 in overtime games. Tang time? Isn't that what they call it? Yes. Tang time. Tonight? Got some uh, top 25 matchups. One of the better ones, Texas Tech at Baylor. Number 23, Texas Tech. Number 13, Baylor. Number 18, Dayton. Playing St. Joseph's. I'm sorry, St. Joseph's isn't ranked. That's the only top 25 matchup where both teams are ranked. SEC play Ole Miss at South Carolina. It's a fun game. Ole Miss, South Carolina. Yeah, that is. That will be. I was checking my Bet Saracen app to uh, see what we had as far as uh, line on that game. I think South Carolina, they're rolling right now. they got to be favored in that game, and they are by, oh, three and a half. I thought they might be favored a little bit by more than that. Rick Patino, he says that college basketball needs a salary cap. Huh. So he, he must not have he, enough money to spend. He specified it for college basketball. Didn't say college sports, but said college basketball. So head coach of St. John's. And uh, with the labor board recently ruling that Dartmouth men's basketball, mm-hmm. they can now unionize. And so with them unionizing, they can have contracts and everything that goes along with a union. They can negotiate work conditions. So there's a, a lot to unpack with that. Now, that's the most recent ruling, but as we know with these rulings, they can change. Normally I fade the music out, but I was letting Toby Keith play out. Clemson, North Carolina. Nice game tonight. The other SEC game, Kentucky at Vanderbilt. 
Kentucky coming off that loss against Tennessee. They need to bounce back. Vanderbilt 6-15. Kentucky favored by 10.5. Our buddy that comes on the show, Brian Edwards, VegasInsider.com, has got this great stat about Vanderbilt being a double dog underdog at home, a double-digit underdog at home. They cover like something crazy 80% of the time. I mean, it's insane. How many times Vanderbilt, you think, oh, they're going to get killed. They're going to get smoked by this team. For some reason at home, maybe it's the, it's the way that court set up. Just odd. I look at this and go, Kentucky's going to blow them out. <laughs> Ten and a half? Are you kidding me? But not. I will not touch that game because of that stat that Brian Edwards has given us before about Vanderbilt. Yeah, the teams aren't on the sides. They're at the ends of the court. Maybe make it a little harder to communicate at times. And then the crowd, isn't the crowd all on one side also? I don't know. Maybe I've not. I've never seen on the side where the camera is. Maybe not. I think it, but, but those are always odd setups, too, where the crowd is all on one side of a basketball arena. Saw this pretty neat stat about the Super Bowl. This is the fourth coaching rematch in Super Bowl history. Chuck Knoll versus Tom Landry. You and I know how those went. Jimmy Johnson versus Marv Levy. I know how that went. Tom Coughlin versus Bill Belichick. In each of the previous three times, the coach versus coach rematch, the coach that won the first matchup won the rematch. So you got Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan going at it again. Of course, Andy Reid and the Chiefs won the first matchup. Yeah, Kyle, Kyle Shanahan, um, as much success as he's had as a head coach and as a coordinator, those are things that are glaring that people try to pick at to say, well, he's not, he's not you know, the best coach that's out there or one of the best coaches that's out there because they look at the Super Bowls. As an offensive coordinator, lost a big lead. As a head coach, lost a big lead. So though for detractors... Those are things they try to pick at to say that Kyle Shanahan, he's not, you know, that quality of coach that you're looking for. And if they lose this game, guaranteed that's something that people will be talking about. Can't win the big one. Earlier we were talking about Justin Fields, and I was kind of describing Justin Fields and some of the issues that he had. This one from the 501 on the Southern Structural Solutions text line says, it sounds like Wes is talking about Dak Prescott. Now, Dak can make the throws of an NFL quarterback. In fact, Dak led the NFL this year in completions to or completions into a tight window, meaning, Dak, you're going to take it two ways. Uh, I've talked with Coach Kelly uh, about this several times. He feels like Dak forces too many throws because of his arm and because he believes in his accuracy. And he is. He's an accurate quarterback. He's not like Justin Fields. But Sometimes when you trust your arm too much and you throw in that tight window, it gets picked off, and you make ill-advised throws. I also read into it that the Cowboys receivers need to do a better job of getting open so he's not having to throw into tight windows. Maybe they rely too much on his arm and his accuracy, and they don't do the, the run the route as good as they should to get wide open like some of these other receivers in the NFL. But Dak is an accurate passer. Dak's problem isn't accuracy. It's sometimes throwing it to the other team. Oh, well, it has to do with accuracy. He's, no, he's accurate with the I other said. team. You were on the phone. You, you didn't hear what he's, I said. He's accurate with the other team. He made a terrible read against Green Bay. Uh, he didn't see the safety come down and step right in front of his receiver and pick it off. That's a lot of playing quarterback, though. That was yeah, no doubt. No, I, I agree. He's he's got to be able to see that. I think that was one of those deals. C.D. Lamb's throwing a fit on the sideline. They got to get you know he just didn't seem right over there on the sideline. He wasn't involved, wasn't getting open, and they started forcing the ball to C.D. and they ran this route. He's like, I'm gonna get this to C.D. Safety stepped right in front of it and took it to the house. See, that's part of the offensive coordinator stepping in and, and yep. calling a quality play to get the ball in C.D. Lamb's hands. From the 501, talk about big play Dre. Because I don't think the buzz talks about him much. Great player from Arkansas. Dre Greenlaw is awesome. In fact, we had his agent on last Monday, and we were trying, attempting to get Dre on. But as you can imagine, Dre's kind of busy. And uh, could never work things out to get Dre on last week or this this week. It would be impossible. But Dre was 
awesome at Fayetteville. That's where he got the nickname, Big Play Dre, from his classmates and teammates. Great at Arkansas. And look, been in the NFL five years now. I meant to ask Chris what his salary, not his salary, his contract situation looked like. You would think he's... I guess he got... He's just, he's just got an extension got not an long extension ago. not too long ago because drafted where he was, he probably signed a four-year deal, and now he's got a, he's playing on his new contract. Maybe the best combo of linebackers in the entire NFL. Dre Greenlaw, Fred Warner. Mm-hmm. Inside linebackers. Hard to argue against that. Coach Kelly came out again. I saw him on Twitter this morning uh, talking about the outside zone that's given the San Francisco 49ers so many problems this season and how Detroit and Green Bay exploited the outside zone. And I even said, well, I mean, Kansas City's got two weeks. Can't they put that in? And he explained, you, a team that doesn't run the outside zone, you just don't implement that in well, a couple of days of practice. It's like he said his words. It's like someone saying, oh, I'll ride a bike. Now I'm going to go ride a unicycle. Well, with – Coach Kelly, he's looking at percentages. They they don't run it as, as a higher percentage as some of these other teams, like you know the ones that the Niners just faced recently and with the Lions. But they do some of it because in some of the film breakdown, they they've shown that the Chiefs have run that uh, probably a little bit more lately here in uh, the playoff games than they did throughout the season. So if they see it as something that they can exploit. They probably will implement a little more of it. Not that they're going to rely on it, but they probably will run it a little bit more. No, they, that would be great to to hit that outside. And also you think about Kelsey being the great blocking tight end that he is. That helps him get open in his routes and that they're running that outside zone effectively. Then all of a sudden some of those backers, linebackers, are trying to get off of what they think is going to be a block. He slips in past them. You, got, you get him open. Because what it opens up is the cutback also, the cutback lanes, and that's what Pacheco is good at, running outside, cutting it back to the middle of the field. I heard on my way up here, he joins a very uh, small list of running backs to play in the Super Bowl their first two years in the league. He that's doesn't probably time. get enough love that he deserves or credit that he deserves either. He yeah. might be my favorite chief because he is one of those guys that was a later round pick. Also, if he'd been a first round pick, he'd be awesome right now, right? He's oh, living yeah. up to all of his height now because where he's drafted, he's like, oh, he's out. You know, he's outperforming. He's not that good. Great day today. Enjoyed it, Joe. Oh yeah. Have Always. a good night. We got some college basketball tonight. We can talk about tomorrow. Hope you join us. Stick around. Drive time sports is next. Heads up, guys. Valentine's Week is just around the corner. Haven't ordered your gifts yet? Get to it with Tipton and Hearst, the state's premier force, offering guaranteed satisfaction with every order for more than 136 years. Grab your Valentine's flowers early and get rewarded with free roses later. See store for details. Buy your flowers, chocolates, and more at Tipton and Hearst stores in Little Rock, Conway, Pine Bluff, North Little Rock, or at TiptonHearst.com. If you are looking for a safe and loving home for 